0: dear diary today i interviewed tommy he's been roscoe rooster for the princeton rays for over 20 years there's been a few other characters but mainly roscoe take a listen how long have you been a mascot let's see
1: I have pictures of me when I played Roscoe for a few events in 97. So we're talking 20 years.
0: Oh, wow. And you've been that mascot, you've been Roscoe the whole entire time?
1: Well, I've played um, like Santa Claus before. I've played a a sponge guy for a bowling alley that uh, I used to help run. I was my school mascot one time, but it was like 15 years after I graduated. The guy that played the mascot for a 20-year reunion wouldn't come in to play it. So the class of that year asked me if I'd come play the Princeton Tiger because I went to Princeton High School here in Princeton. And it was their 20 years, so they asked me if I'd play it. So I played the uh, Princeton Tiger once. That's kind of cool. But uh, I've been Roscoe Rooster Said it's on and off in 97 and full time since uh, 2002.
0: Oh, wow. And is that your only job or do you have other jobs?
1: Oh, no, I've got other jobs. I, I work for a uh, a coal mining company that uh Builds machines that goes into the mines, and I've uh, uh, got a, a production company. I uh, go around from uh, West Virginia, Virginia, North Carolina, Tennessee, to film uh, wrestling shows, and I put out wrestling shows Oh yeah! for the weekends.
0: I think so, I saw yeah. that with Roscoe with like the belt and stuff with the wrestling ball, which is really cool.
1: It's a fun little side project I do.
0: No, yeah, I, I really do enjoy wrestling. And I have a, a few friends in, where are they, like, around Philadelphia, I think. They they travel and do, like, local wrestling shows over there. So it's fun to, like, follow those the smaller leagues, I guess. I'm not sure if they're leagues or what, or companies. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I love wrestling, so. Well,
1: that's good. Yeah, I, I've been a wrestling fan since I was little. My grandfather got me into it. So the, the one thing he always said is, like, he wanted me to either be successful in baseball or wrestling, and I've kind of got to do both now, so.
0: Nice. And so, what was it about about mascotting that has kept you doing it for so long? And also, I mean, what? how did you get started? I mean, how did that even come up to be the mascot?
1: Well, it, when I first started in, in baseball, which was in 1994, I, I started with the field crew and he had a guy playing Roscoe in and he, he just made the character fun. And, uh, I always liked watching him work. And, uh, I think one time in 95, I said, I'm going to end up playing Roscoe's. I was just joking. I said, I'm going to end up playing Roscoe full time sometime. And, uh, then went from field crew from 94 through 96 with, a. uh, the Princeton Reds then, uh, Cincinnati was with us. And when Cincinnati left, uh, the Tampa Bay, then Devil Rays moved in and I was an equipment manager from, uh, 97 to 01. And I left, uh, the clubhouse. I I wanted to give up clubhouse managing. And I, I thought, well, you know, I've, Done my time, I hadn't even put 10 years in minor league baseball. And uh, I thought, well, I'm done. And I was sitting in a, uh Walmart parking lot and general manager, Jim Holland, gives me a call, and says, hey, I want you to bring Roscoe back. And that was in 2002 and uh, been doing it ever since.
0: Oh, yeah. Nice. So they like they called you back for that position specifically.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, I was was called back just to play Roscoe. The idea was I was only supposed to do like a half of an inning because we got a sponsorship deal with uh, Bubble Yum Bubblegum. And I was supposed to go out onto the field and judge like a uh, bubble blowing contest. And I told Jim, I said, I'm not going to work all that time putting on a suit just for a half of an inning. I'm going to work the crowd too. And uh, I ended up working the crowd there a couple years, and then I had a um, uh, the sponsorship left. Then I had a uh, young man uh, that was starting up a new program here in Mercer County, West Virginia. It was uh, Drug Free Mercer, and I was approached to be their official mascot along with the race. So they's going to pay part on a new suit with a new image. Oh, wow. And uh, I I agreed to it, and uh, it's been carried on since, and and uh, we just took off and ran with it.
0: Yeah, were there a lot of changes? I don't think I saw the old suit. So were there a lot of changes to the suit when they rebranded it, or no?
1: the The old suit kind of looked like the San Diego Chicken.
0: Oh, okay. It was it was yellow
1: and and when I put the body on, like. My knees would show. Like we lost the leggings. Somebody stole the leggings or or something off that yellow suit, and I had to wear like player socks.
0: Oh yeah. yeah, And
1: the and the stirrups. So so, uh, like my knees would show, and and they gave me a jersey that was uh, about a size too small.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh.
1: Uh, you know I'm a big guy, so uh, it's kind of interesting trying to fit a uh, a two or three X body in a, a extra large jersey on top of a uh, yellow suit. So uh, you know the first couple of years are kind of uncomfortable, but when uh, when Drug Free Mercer helped us out and got the new suit, uh, got a lot more flexible.
0: Oh, yeah. and I think, I mean, are you good with the new suit? I've seen the new suit, and, I mean, it looks good to me. I mean, I don't see any issues with it because I didn't see the old one, so, yeah.
1: All right, yeah, the this suit now that I have, I've had two different ones since then. I've had uh, the one that Drug Free Mercer helped us out with, and then they upgraded uh, me a suit like five years after that, and I think there's talk about, Maybe another suit uh, coming this coming season. Uh, we're still in talks on that, but uh, I mean, each time it seems like it gets a little better, a little more comfortable for me, a little better to see out of.
0: Yeah, no, and that's that's good. That's good. So, I mean, like there was no audition, right? I mean they they called you up, or or that was the transition or whatever for you. Um, like you right. already with the team
1: right yeah there was no audition it was just a phone call because jim known me for years and he didn't really want me to leave baseball at the time and that came up and and he knew i was good with the crowd you know when i was a clubhouse manager people loved me you know people would send gifts in the clubhouse and and dinners and stuff, and uh, I got to be well-known with the public. And uh, he figured, well, since I was well-known with the public, we're just going to stick him in a suit and uh, put him into the public a little more. So I-, I enjoy that.
0: That's awesome. And then, I mean, but no one knows you're in the suit. I mean, be- because, I mean, when people saw you in the clubhouse, like they-, they saw your face, but when, yeah, you jumped into the suit, did people know it was you or No
1: at first a lot of people didn't uh probably the first couple home stands, and then it started getting out uh honest to goodness if you go to a Princeton Rays game now probably about 75 percent of the, the fans know who's in it
0: oh
1: and, wow <laughs> uh, I mean they they still love it though you know the, a lot of the kids uh will still interact and uh I have one little boy, I don't think he realizes the difference or, or the similarities, you know, that, that yeah, Tommy, he sees Tommy before the game, but during the game it's Roscoe and doesn't know where Tommy's at, but, you know, he's going to talk to Roscoe. So. Yeah.
0: So what other appearances do you do? Do you do any appearances out in the community or is it just the baseball games?
1: Oh, man, I've done uh, – A lot of Little Leagues, I've had Little Leagues call me. I've done Little Leagues uh, uh, two hours away from here. I've had people call me in in the littlest towns. I did the uh, Little League. I don't know if you remember um, a few years back, but here in West Virginia, we had a a mine explosion that killed 29 miners.
0: No, I remember that, yes.
1: And uh, a few months after that, they had their Little League opening, and they thought about canceling it. And uh, they said, no, you know, if these guys were here, they'd want us to do it. And they called me and asked if I'd come out and throw the first pitch and uh, in a ceremony. I like, sure. So uh, I ended up – it was – that place is about an hour and a half from Princeton. And uh, Jim Holland and I drove up there and uh, he, he thought it was like a Santa Claus coming in, you know. And uh, what was funny about that trip, um, there was a picture of me and a little boy that somebody took up there that ended up on the Ellen DeGeneres show.
0: What? <laughs> You've been on Ellen?
1: <laughs> I, I, I was on Ellen. Yeah, it was like funny uh pictures with mascots and it, it happened during the season somebody told me um uh, in the season oh you was on ellen today i was like what so yeah i had to run and get on the internet and there's a little boy like I hate to say it this way but he's holding himself like he had to run the restroom and he, he was <laughs> in the front of me and it was like one of the funniest moments uh that the people were sending in and i mean People send in pictures with, like, Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck and everybody from Disney. And right in the middle of all that was a picture of Roscoe Rooster and his little boy. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, that was kind of cool. But, uh, yeah, I've done a lot of little leagues. Um, I got to work the Fan Fest for the Tampa Bay Rays, which that's always fun. You get uh, – about thirty or 40,000 people there, and uh I work with the uh, Major League Mascot, Raymond, and uh, DJ Kitty, and all their people. But, uh, I got to do a lot of
0: traveling. Oh, nice. So it. talk about uh, your traveling. That's one subject that always fascinates me, like traveling with the suit and everything. So if you can go into so that, that would be awesome. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's funny. Like, I'll get a double room, and then I'll lay the suit out on a bed, and then, you know, just go out for the day. I just wonder what the cleaning lady thinks when they walk in and see a rooster laying on the bed, you know?
0: Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> or,
1: uh, or if they go crazy and uh, have to call security after that or whatever. But.
0: We talked about this on the last show. Like, the, I think it's going to be the episode before this, and they said that, they wouldn't leave the suit in the room, but because this the suit like st- like stunk, I guess like the room would spell would smell bad. So that they're like, oh man, like I wonder what like the maids think and stuff, like the cleaning lady, like the cleaning people think because like it smells so bad, but we don't leave the suit in there, so they don't know where it's coming from. So I thought that was right. funny. <laughs>
1: yeah that's why I try to keep a uh follow up for breeze or something, yeah,
0: it. that's what they said the same thing <laughs>
1: the but yeah but uh, i mean it it's been an interesting uh interesting life journey, like I said, lugging around the suit suit'cause can't really fly airplanes with it,
0: so you drove to those events, oh yeah, oh wow, yeah
1: I jumped in the car and and uh, drive uh, from St. Petersburg, Florida to here is like 14 hours. So oh, wow. I jumped in the car and, and drive all night and, and uh, stay down there a couple extra days. So I hit the beach and see my old friends uh, from when I was equipment manager. I, I ended up being an a equipment manager for the Tampa Bay Devil Rays in 99. So, you know, I still got people down there that knows me outside the suit.
0: Oh, yeah. That's cool.
1: That's awesome. So, so Yeah.
0: So, do you have any regrets of anything that you've done with the suit or without the suit? I don't know.
1: <laughs> oh, no, no. I mean, uh, it's it's been a blast ever since it took over. I mean, it, uh, really no regrets. I mean, a lot of funny times. I, I mean, I don't, I cannot ever think of any bad times in the suit or... Uh, uh during my uh, equipment days, there's a lot of bad times, you know, overworked. But, but to me, being a mascot now feels like a promotion because you have more fun and, and uh, uh, get to talk out with more people and uh, the traveling and making people smile.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And so uh, like, what would you say is the most daring thing that you've done in the suit?
1: The most daring thing, uh, let's see, back in the day, we had a game on the field, and it was a restaurant that had kind of like, a, you know, one of those boards that would have the arrow, and you spin it for a prize or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we had a kid out there, and we had a um, this female security guard. That ended up, I found out during the day she's a security guard and at night she was a stripper.
0: Oh my gosh. And
1: uh, so she was wanting to do a skit with me and I said, okay, I Says, this is what we'll do? I said, uh, I'll play with the wheel and then Jim will holler for security and you come out and as soon as I feel you, I'll get, you know, go down the ground and you can handcuff me. Well, we we went on with it, and I started spinning on the wheel, and Jim holler for security, and she comes running now, and she grabs me, and I'm trying to go down, but she ends up picking me up and throwing me on the ground.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> slaps one handcuff on me and then trying to get the other, so while she's doing this, she has uh, her legs wrapped around my right ankle and was twisting.
0: Oh, my gosh. And
1: I'm laying there screaming, honey, you got my my ankle. You're twisting my ankle. And she wasn't going to have none of it. So she kept on handcuffing me. And then she drags me off the field. And I'm trying to hop with my left leg while holding up my right leg. And uh, luckily, it was getaway day for the team because I couldn't walk for like three or four days.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
1: But uh, yeah, my ankle was uh, about twice the size as it should have been, and
0: uh, so did she break it or did she sprain it? Or I mean, you said it
1: was just a real bad sprain. Yeah, yeah. She she put a hurting on me, and uh, (laughs) then I had uh, Jerry the King Lawler clothesline me on the field.
0: Oh, that is awesome! (laughs) I'm a huge Uh, fan of him. uh,
1: Yeah, it, that was fun. We're, what we did with him, he came to the ballpark and uh, we had this girl and uh, little girl I knew. and we said we was going to have the like a base run, and it's probably the first time we did a base run in years because you know, I'm fat out of shape now. But uh, but ended up Jerry's like, okay, so you, you get out, and you act like you're going to win. Now, clothesline you, yeah, I'm going to hit you in the chest. And he kept poking at me on the chest. I said, Jerry, I know how it works. I've wrestled before, you know. We can do this. He said, okay. So uh, we get out there, and I'm beating a little girl. And the bat boy comes out, and then he tries to stop me. And he's getting in my way. And I kept pushing him. I said, dude, I'm going to get hit. You better move. I'm going to get hit. So when I finally get him off of me, Lawler comes around. And all I see is he had his black jacket with the the gold trim. And I see that coming at the chin of the mask. So and then I had no time to pop up to catch it on my chest. And he caught me right in the jaw.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: And I fell back. And I, I watched it on the news later that night. But both my legs went flying up in the air. And by the time I landed, my leggings were around my ankles and my knees were knocking.
0: Oh, my gosh. i was
1: just laying there and, and Jim's like, come on, we got to go. We got to go. We got to get off the field. So I'm trying to gather my senses and crawl off the field after being clocked by Jerry the King Lawler.
0: No, yeah. And then uh, did you hurt your jaw at all? I mean, if that's where he hit you, I mean, or your, knocked your head oh, or anything? I, uh,
1: uh, it, it wrapped me pretty good i don't know if uh i, I think it, i might have had a concussion but I was, oh I, was my go,
0: I was gonna go to the
1: hospital and say hey i was in a rooster suit and got clocked with jerry lawler
0: <laughs>
1: but uh yeah he he hit me pretty good
0: oh wow but i mean that's a story for you right there i mean any interaction with wrestlers like like oh man i'm such a wrestling nerd and like the older ones like i don't know any of the the new guys now except for maybe the the major guys but from maybe like 2005 and before that like that was that was all my stuff like even way back to like hulk hogan and stuff yeah but anyway right.
1: so yeah yeah so you sound like me there so. yeah because
0: i grew up with that so yeah my dad watched wrestling and stuff so um right. So, I mean, how do you handle the the crazy kids, maybe the drunk adults, and maybe the crazy ladies? And if you want to share a story for any of those, I mean, go for it.
1: Well, and you know, like, luckily, Honeycutt field that like serves alcohol, so I don't have to really worry about you know anybody plumb drunk at Honeycutt. Uh, but you know, you always get like the kids that want to pull your tail and, and beat up on you. I had uh, one kid one time hanging off my beard of the the gullet underneath the suit. You know, I just, you have little things like that. Then uh I had one woman uh, one time. Uh, yeah, when, when you, I guess when you get in the, the suit, you kind of get flirty. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I, I get up there, and, of course, I do like the little thing where I act like I'm yawning and put my arm around somebody, and, and I ask this woman, I says, uh, so what are you doing after the game? And uh, she started uh, rubbing my, my knee, and she says, I don't know. What are you going to do? I says, I guess go home to my wife, because I was married at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you get, uh, get some of those that, uh, that will play with you, but... Uh, I haven't like really hadn't had no rude noxious fans. I've been lucky about that. I hadn't really had anybody to where you know I had to throw anybody out or had to get rough with anybody.
0: So you talk in the suit? Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I I, I talk all the time. Uh, Jim get uh, he would get mad because I'd talk. i was like Jim, you know, this is a uh, uh, something unique. You know, you have a talking mascot. You know, make it more personal you know, when, uh, you come off of work and had a hard day at work and you go to a ball game and, and you have your mascot come up, Hey, how are you today? You know, it's like, wow, you know, this mascot acts like he actually cares that, uh, that's the one thing I was really trying to put out, you know, that, uh, the rooster and, and the ball club and stuff, they care about their fans. And, and I try to make it personal with the fans to, to talk with them a few minutes and, and uh, hug the kids and hug the women and pick on anybody I could
0: pick on. <laughs> yeah. And do you think that, like, part of you not getting, like, any any really, like, bad company, I guess, like, bad fans is because a lot of people know you? Like you said, about, like, 70% know that you're in the suit. So do you think that has something to do with it?
1: I think that's got a lot to do with it, uh, especially in the beginning, Because, you know, a lot of the fans that were around when I was a a clubhouse guy, you know, a lot of them has unfortunately passed away or or moved on or whatever. And you do have some of these newer fans. And I think a lot of the – seeing Roscoe get in the ring and wrestling kind of scares a lot of them because, you know, (laughs) there's a a big – 300-pound rooster, you think you're going to push him around, you know, you, you watch him on TV, and he's, and he's pushing these uh, other big guys around, you know, you want to try to push him around? I think that's a, that's a lot of, uh, why I don't get a lot of uh, flack, but.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're very intimidating, I
1: guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just little, like I said, and push, you, you sweet-talk people, you yeah. don't, uh get them too riled up with you and you pick on. Shoot, we had one guy one time, he he actually did come to our, uh, one of our games drunk and uh, they called the cops on him and uh, And the cops was coming up the same flight of steps I was. I said, what's going on? He said, uh, heard that one of the away fans was getting kind of riled. He said, he must have been drunk. And I said, well, who is it? And he pointed to him and I knew the guy. Oh, wow. Because the, just about every ballpark in the Appalachian League, I've got at least three or four friends there where people's come in with the teams or whatever, and I get to talk to them. I, okay, I said, Officer, oh, let me handle this. And he said, Well, I said, No, let me handle this. And I went and I, I kind of like calmed him down and had my arm around him. I said, You okay? He says, Yes. Yeah. Says I heard they called the cops on me. I said, Yeah, they're waiting on you. He says, This town roll up their sidewalks at nine o'clock or something. <laughs> kind of picking on me a little bit, and I was picking on him. He he settled down. So
0: I, awesome. I kept
1: him out of jail that night.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Very kind of you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that's been been fun.
0: And would you say that you have the same personality inside the suit or uh, it's this whole different personality?
1: It's one and the same. I I don't uh, see a lot of difference because there's a lot of times that, uh, like some of the people that doesn't realize who's in the suit. uh, There one time we had a spaghetti dinner for one of our fans that was sick. It was kind of a fundraiser to try to help with the hospital bills. And, uh, I went and then got my plate of spaghetti stuff and I was taking it on the road with me. And, uh, I walked out of the place and the one, this one fan that sits on the first base side walks by me. I said, Hey, how's it going? And he looks at me uh, real funny. He says, I guess we'll get spaghetti. And then he just kind of looked at me. I was like, Oh God, she doesn't realize who I am. You know, but, uh, I picked on him when I got back in the suit and seen him at the ballpark about it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one and the same. I've uh, uh, had people tell me that Roscoe was the spirit of Princeton and and what I've done, you know, made the spirit stronger.
0: That's awesome. I mean, it seems like you have a good relationship with, with the community inside the suit and outside the suit. So that that's really good to hear, you know? Oh, yeah. And so, uh last question before I kind of go into my my ending questions, Have you ever received any strange requests?
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, funny you say that <laughs> <laughs> uh actually, I got one this season, and um uh, I was uh what was
0: I at? I was
1: on the road with the suit somewhere, and I ended up getting a uh, a Facebook message, and of course. My Facebook is Roscoe Rooster. I have nothing on social media of Tommy Thomas, and it's all Roscoe Rooster.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I'm getting uh, a Roscoe Rooster message that says, hey, my son's having a sleepover. He uh you think you could uh, come uh, and sleep over in the suit? I'm thinking, yeah, this is kind of weird. I don't know how I'm going to sleep in a um, rooster suit. <laughs> Yeah. Said, she's like, Well, you might be a, a baked chicken by the time you get done. It's like, yeah, eh, kinda weird, but but uh I ended up I didn't do that gig.
0: Oh yeah, I wouldn't do that one either. <laughs> I mean I can understand if if you stop by beforehand or something, or even like for right. breakfast or something like, Oh, like the kids wake up and like you're there for breakfast with like pancakes or waffles, whatever. But why right. would you want to sleep in the sea? Like, oh man. I, I, it, uh,
1: I mean, it's hard enough to breathe sometimes anyway, so, you know, trying to
0: <laughs> sleep in a stupid. rooster suit. That is awesome. <laughs> All right. So, what is the hardest part about mascotting?
1: Oh, uh, wow. To me, that's kind of a tough question. I guess at the end of the day, you're having to leave. Cause I I enjoy it so much, you know. I I can put that suit on at quarter after six and not take it off till ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night. And just go straight through and work, and, cause I I love doing it, you know. Cause I, I've seen like the guy that plays Raymond. I went into his dressing room one time to get a drink of water, and, and he comes in. And he takes the suit off and he lays on a a mat and has two fans blowing on sitting there acting like he's sucking in air. And I'm still in the suit looking down on him, like, dude, you okay? (laughs) I I, I guess, uh, you know, taking it off and and leaving my fans is is probably the the hardest thing.
0: Yeah. But what is the best part about mascotting?
1: Interaction with the people. I'm a people person. I got to admit, I'm not a stranger to anybody. I I love uh, mingling. I love talking to people. uh, It's the best part to make people happy.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think mascots make life better. Hashtag mascots make life better. That's what I always say. (laughs) I like it. And which mascots inspire you? I feel like I mean you started at the time that like social media was like was barely coming up. And so like who inspired you like when you first started or even now?
1: Well, uh, well, I like I said Brian, the the very first Roscoe, I can't think his last name. Uh just watching him really like I said kinda lit that fire now, um, just to see people like uh, Felix Falcon, you know, having him as a Facebook friend and and seeing what he does with uh, children with cancer and the uh, Mascot Miracle Foundation. You got uh, one of my buddies in Clearwater at uh, Finley for the uh, Clearwater Thrashers and you know, things that he he does. And uh, I mean, that's kind of inspiring to see the photos and the pictures. The videos that they post on Facebook, it uh, just makes you believe. Hey, you know, there's nice people out there and good mascots.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I feel like it's it's tough, like trusting people online and stuff. Like I don't know, and that's the age that like we're in. Like that's the direction where you're going. Like everyone dates online and everything, <laughs> and like I don't know, they meet people online. And it's, it's great for connections and like, and certain groups, but it's like, really like, how do I know you're not a murderer? And (laughs) like, I don't know.
1: (laughs) It's kind of like what Betty White said on Saturday Night Live at times is, uh, you never heard of Facebook back in her time. Facebook was a phone book. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I I grew up in a time, uh, when we still had rotary phones. (laughs) That's I'm kind of giving my age away a little bit, but, uh.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, but do you have any advice uh, to people that are maybe pursuing mascotting as a career?
1: You, you, you have to love it. You got to love your work. You got to love what you're doing. Uh, never go in with a negative attitude. You always have to stay positive when you're doing this stuff. There's, even if you, you know, like me, I, I go to work from 7.30 to 4 every day and then, leave work at four then go directly to the ballpark even if I have a bad day at work you can't take it out on people you just have to switch in the positive mode and and just be positive
0: oh yeah definitely uh,
1: i mean you, there's so much negativity in the world and so much drama and you you have to be that uplifting positive influence on people's lives because you can you know people moods can change just by saying hi how are you you know just to show a little bit of a positive emotion makes it kind of infectious and then they have a positive emotion and and it just goes on down the line
0: oh yeah definitely and we've talked about this before like on the podcast i'm i am a firm believer in like smiling And just being nice to someone, to whoever it is that you're interacting with, whether it's the person taking your order or cashing you out like at a register, like just, hey, how are you? Like, oh, thank you. Have a good day. Like on both ends is really going to make a positive experience. And it's not my fault if the person before you or the person after the after me is like is an a-hole, you know what I mean? But as long as I'm nice to that person, maybe they'll remember like that. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Oh,
1: exactly. That's a, that's a, exactly the way that that I face life every day.
0: You, you gotta
1: uh, wake up and and start your day off smiling and smile the rest of the day. Yeah, you know, and just stay positive about stuff.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and do you have any shout outs shout outs to anyone in the world?
1: <laughs> oh wow, shout outs. Ah uh, let's see. Of course, uh, I've got my my girl Melissa and Asher, the the kid, and my mom and dad, and my grandmother. Uh, my grandmother will be ninety in in January, and and past uh, year she's been kind of on a walker. She broke her hip in July uh, last July, and and before that, well, she's cooking my breakfast every morning to make sure I had. Uh, Breakfast before I went to work, but uh but, yeah, like I said, you know people like get uh really uh get you going and uh keep you motivated to stay the positive way,
0: oh yeah, definitely, <laughs> and then well, I just wanna shout you out shout shout out to you, thank you for reaching out. I'm on my way to fifty, I'm almost there, <laughs> you're number forty six and i'm I'm gonna end all of this at at fifty so i've been working on this for for over a year now <laughs> thank you so much for helping me reach my goal of 50 i hope i get there i still need like two more thank you for taking the time to talk to me and yeah, thank you for reaching out and just sharing your story so thank you so much
1: <laughs> oh thank you i like i said I, I appreciate uh uh the message back and uh see, it, it made my day as soon as uh Uh, you sent me the message back of course i had to call mama and let her know what was going on
0: (laughs) awesome awesome i'm glad um i'm glad that you can post about this like on on facebook and and tell everyone and i mean it you had some good stories so i mean 20 years is a long time to be you know working in baseball and as a mascot so i feel like that's that's why i'm here to get those stories out so (laughs) well
1: that's good yeah because and i don't know how much longer i'm going to be going cuz the body's getting achy i'm almost 40 so you know the body's getting kind of achy and and hopefully i can go a little while longer so
0: yeah well good luck to you and and thank you again and that was it for episode number 46 so sorry guys it took a two another two week break there but well i was trying to finish up my other podcasts were tra- we're changing format there so we just did this like really long like end of an era like episode and it took forever and of course it was sunday night and i had everything like i just needed the intro and the outro and i was like oh my god like we're not gonna make it like this episode was like too long this is like running really really late and i'm like super tired <laughs> then the next weekend was christmas and i was busier than i expected usually like i do nothing around the holidays like really I don't do anything and then yeah we got backed up here so and I need my producer to like post episode like I don't do everything here shout out to my producer for helping me do all the technical stuff on the internet on the line because (laughs) I don't know how to work that stuff but anyways I hope you guys had a good Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or Edmas or whatever you celebrate you know and happy new year I'm excited to tell you that I have 51 episodes scheduled and the person that I wanted to get for number 50 will be 51. I really wanted to get a female perspective one more time, and I ended up getting two females, so I was like, I'll take it. I didn't want to have my special guest. You're all special, but I mean, this person, like, he always gets a shout out. Uh, yeah, I didn't want him to, like, be 49, and I was like, oh no, like, I need, like, interview. so yeah, so he'll be 51, and I look forward to recording those this week, and oh my gosh you should have seen like my face like when i got the call and like how i had to calm myself like before i i answered the phone because yeah like he he called to get some background on on the podcast before he agreed to do it and yeah and then i was just like so excited afterwards (laughs) really excited about that excited to put out these last six episodes and yeah that's it happy new year hope it's a positive one stay positive hope it's a good one and uh thank you as always for listening and take care